This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Well, I mean, honestly, Jason, ever since Brock Purdy took over against the Miami Dolphins last year, um, Kittles has just emerged. Like, it, for whatever reason, you know, sometimes it's just a comfort zone with the quarterback. He sees you different. He sees the secondary receiver, the way he finds Kittle. Um, he's been, you know, I mean, whether it's touchdowns or explosive plays or targets, I mean, it's all gone up. There was times, and this was not a knock on Trey or Jimmy whenever they were in there, but it seemed like he – seemed invisible at times, you know, and seven of his 11 touchdowns last year were from Brock Purdy in a short period of time. So, I mean, I can see what you're saying. Um, I'm curious. Brandon Ayuk is the best receiver. He's a, he's a great player and he's a great route runner, but the chiefs feel like luxurious need Trent McDuffie. Like they feel like they've got the best handle of corners in football and they might, they do a lot with McDuffie. They put him inside, they blitz him. They play him outside. I'm curious if they would travel Legarius. It's not something Spags really does. Travel with Brandon Ayuk and just say, okay, this he like I know Legarius would love to do it. He loves he'd love that challenge. Uh, he's going to get paid a big free agent, you know, uh, check this this off season. Um, this would be a good stage to go show his abilities against this offense and against Ayuk. I, I I'm kind of looking to see if that happens early in this game. Um, but look, we saw what they did against Baltimore. They had no fear holding up against those receivers one-on-one on those outside shots that Lamar took and said, okay, if you could beat Joshua Williams or Jalen Watson, more power to you. And they, they couldn't do it. Defensively, um, for Steve Wilkes, I'm, I'm, I, you alluded to, uh, some of their issues in the run game and it, it, it not all being uh, schematic, right? Some of it all is on these individuals and sort of it's imperative on them to maybe want to play the run the same with the same vigor. They want to sack the quarterback. Uh, how much of that can be shored up in a, in a couple of weeks and um, who are some individuals defensively that you think uh, are going to have to really stand out for the 49ers here, if they're going to beat, they're going to become the fourth team to beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Well, just like the one Super Bowl game that the Chiefs lost, uh, you know, Tampa just beat them up in a pass rush game. Now they had backup offensive tackles playing and people thought it might be a long day and it was. And, you know, Shaq Barrett and the, and the gang got busy on him. I mean, this thing is, this 49ers defense is led by, is led by Bosa. Yeah. It's led by Fred Warner. I mean, they're great players. I mean, on any level, on any team, they're great players. They they play the game the right way. They max effort, the whole thing. Fred never comes off the field. Dre Greenlaw, I remember talking to Fred this year, week one in Pittsburgh, Jason, and I was like, how many years together now, Fred, have you and Dre been lining up next to each other? And and I it kind of caught me off guard because I didn't realize it was this long. 
But this is their sixth year together, Jason. Wow. Yeah. Six year. I mean, there's no other tandem of linebackers even close. This yeah. is six years together where, I mean, they know exactly what each other is doing and they share responsibilities. And so, you know, they, they get their hands a lot of balls. They tip a lot of footballs, Jason, in the middle of the field. They're excellent in pass coverage. But to me, the guy, like I know Bosa is, it, it's tough on Juwan Taylor all game long. Like Juwan's had some success again. They played three years ago, regular season game, and, and Dick, Nick got him a couple of times. But the guy that seems, you know, if we go back to free agency last year, I mean, the free agency wasn't five minutes old and Javon Hargrave was already sold. Like he was already yes, on the market, off the market, big check. All right, this is exactly what we need in this defense. And outside of maybe a couple of games, we yeah. have not seen much of an effect of Javon Hargrave. In fact, yeah. Hargrave wears 98, Kinlaw wears 99. There should be a huge difference in their play, right? Yeah. And sometimes I can't tell if it's 98 or 99 on the field till I really look closely. And that's not good because Javon Hargrave has struggles against double teams, getting off blocks. He has not been a big pass rush. You know, I mean, he was first-round pick, but he's not been a big factor in the passing game. To me, Javon Hargrave, he's going up against, you know, uh, Allegretti. He's their backup. Like, I'm, if I'm looking for a guy to go make a splash, and because nothing can really move Mahomes quicker than inside pressure. Yeah. So I think between Hargrave against Allegretti and Bosa on some of these inside stunts that they like to get pressure up the middle, I mean – if you want to try to affect Mahomes, that'd be a pretty good way to do it, much like you know Tampa did four years ago. Uh, on the back end, how do they defend Kelsey other than bracket him? Right, like do they have a do they have a, like do they have a safety that you like the matchup on? You know, like Kelsey, oh, versus Kelsey should have been the greatest matchup any defender could have against Kelsey. The guy still caught 11-11 for 116 and a 19-yard touchdown pass to the pylon on Kyle Hamilton, who played him perfectly and smothered him, but perfectly. it's Mahomes to Kelsey in the playoffs. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still an amazing throw. I mean, I've seen that thing from so many different angles. We all have. And there's just no other place to put the ball than where he put the ball, which, you know, and, but also, you know, one of the things that does make Kelsey um, – so difficult to stop. It's just his length, just his pure size. I mean, and then how smooth of a runner he is and his feel for where, when things do break down. And because they, every, every network that I've seen when they interview Kelsey and Mahomes after including Super Bowl games, they'll say, well, how do you do it? Like, what's the key? And like, they don't, they can't really describe it. Yeah. And it's not a magical thing. It's just, they just have a feel on the field where each other is at and the eyes go to Kelsey and he kind of knows where the soft spot is, or he knows without even looking you know, like a GPS thing in his helmet, where Warner's going to be, where Greenlaw is going to be, where Gibson's dropping down from the sky. And then Mahomes just has this ability to throw it away from the defender and the length of Kelsey, uh, his ability just to adjust to a ball, um, you know, you know, like <laughs> there was a play in that Baltimore game where, you know, Mahomes is scrambling and running and, you know, he, he flips it late over the middle and, you know, Mahomes is saying, well, you know, Kelsey ran the wrong route again. So I'd, we just try to fix it on the fly. And I don't know if there's a, a defense for that, except that 
the thing I love about watching Fred Warner, Dre, Dre Greenlaw play is how fast they play, Jason. Mm-hmm. They might not be, the, they may not have the speed of Roquan and Patrick Queen, but together they play the game so fast and they fix whatever they're trying to fix. They're good fixers themselves. Um, we don't talk about this aspect of play very much, certainly not from an X's and O's standpoint. But one other area, I like the Chiefs in this game. I've liked the Chiefs in this game since the line came out. One other area that stands out for me, Baldy, is special teams. Um, mm-hmm. They've got Dave Tobe, who for me is the best special teams coach in the NFL. Should have been an, should yeah. have been a head coach by now. And they've got a far superior kicker who also has had success kicking in that Harrison building, right? Butker. And he knows that building inside out. And you know those guys are like – Creatures of habit and like, I feel like special teams is another area where could it's often factors into these games, and I feel like Kansas City has a distinct advantage. I talked to Dave Tobe down the field before the AFC Championship game in Baltimore, and you know we were just you know, Dave, when I talked to him, Dave was doing what all special teams coaches do. There, he's looking at the field, examining the surface. You know, is this. Uh, is this new side? Is this like? Is there a seam here? Like yeah. he's doing all the things, smelling it, yeah, you know, <laughs> pretty much. And so I said, "What's what, what? Can can Butker kick one from 70? And he said, he, "He's done it in practice." Now, you know, nobody's going to kick a field goal from 70 yards in this game, but you know, it just it, it, what it told me was just the level of confidence they have. I, I've seen Butker win a game against the Chargers, kicking two 59-yard field goals, one in overtime. Yeah. Like he he is he's money now. On the other side, San Francisco dealing with the rookie. Uh, he's he's had he's had some misses this year. I don't know, you know, if you're if you're going to trust him in a big spot um, to go nail one. It, it, I don't care if it's forty yards. Like you trust him, and I'm not sure what that level is right now. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on this game, Baldy? How how what 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 is what is in your final analysis the prediction? Uh, you know. Like, I don't want to just make this thing so simple, you know, in this analysis. But how in the world, after what we've watched over the last seven years, do you go against Patrick Mahomes? I don't. Steve Spagnuolo for most of it. And Andy Reid. Like, how do you go against it right now? You know that the, you know the game plan is going to be solid. They generally don't beat themselves. Yeah. Um, Spags is going to make you play left-handed at times. Um, and so – and then, you know, look, there is this feeling – that Kyle in a big spot might not look like Kyle in week eight. You know, it, it might, he might get a little tight, like how aggressive and, and, you know, he's got this young quarterback and all this. I, I, I feel at this stage and look, Kyle could break through. I mean, it took Bill Cowher 15 years to break through. I mean, about he's here. He's here for a reason. He was on the doorstep last year for a reason. He's they're very, very good. And look, you look at um, the way that they structure um, their star players' contracts. I mean, nobody, Trent Williams, you know, Debo, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. I mean, you go through the lineup, nobody has is. And, and if you're down the field for a 49er game, you're like, this looks like, um, it looks Football like Hollywood. Team. Yeah. It, it's, there's stars everywhere. Juice is a star. Um, you know, Kittle is a star. Like, they're all at the top of the food chain in their respective positions, pay structure. I don't know how they do it all, but they do it. Um, 
But that's how this team is built. They're built upon their stars. And when their stars show up and shine, they generally win, regardless what the game is. 